What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Uh, my name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. And uh, once again, Happy New Year to everybody. And welcome back to another new episode. And this week, Pam, we are delving into a subject that we have sort of pseudo talked about. We've talked about live performances uh, in the past, and we've talked about covers in the past. And so this week we are going to be doing our favorite live performances uh, from Kelly throughout uh, the course of her career. And there's a lot to choose from. Obviously, there have been uh, eight or so tours. There have been plenty of uh, appearances on TV, talk shows, etc. Um, but we wanted to try to sort of get together some of our favorite live performances. Uh, and Pam and I were talking a little bit off uh, off mic, and I realized that I am very unprepared for this episode compared to you. Which is ironic because usually I'm the one that's not prepared at all, and you have done like hours of of um, of of homework and. I can't say I did a lot of homework. The way I did this is because she's done, obviously, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of performances to choose from. Mm -hmm. So the way I did it was think of the ones that come naturally to me. Yeah. So the ones that I didn't have to think super hard about, because if I actually went on YouTube and was like, searched Kelly Clarkson, best live performances, I would be there for hours. And I had 50 songs to narrow down, which that's not fun. Yeah. So... I just kind of went with what I had in mind, and then I did it by category because that's how my my brain works. You know, it's funny. I didn't so. even think to look for a Google search for Kelly Clarkson best live performances. <laughs> I, it never even occurred to me to actually look that up because I'm like you. I I hear live performance or or great live performance, and my mind instantly goes to a couple of different performances because there's just some, like you said, that stick out in your head and you just always think of them as really, really great live performances. So maybe in the, in the course of this episode, as you're sort of going through, I might come up with a few uh, extra ones from my list. I've got, I've got one little notepad here. I can go to a second one and just get my piece of paper here ready to start writing down because I'm sure I'm going to come up with some others once I hear some of yours. That's the thing. And I was also thinking, you know, there are going to be some that you mention or that people will like tweet us that I'm going to be like, damn it, I forgot about that. And I know that I love deep down, but I guess are not at the front of my of my brain. But um, yeah, should how do we want to do this? Do you want me to start? I can go with like one of my my little categories. Yeah, we can have you start. But before we do that, uh, we do want to let everybody know. By all means, please uh, tweet us, social media, anywhere. Contact us and let us know uh, what some of your favorite live performances are uh, from Kelly's. Whether you agree with some of the ones that we have talked about or we will talk about on this episode, or uh, if there are some that we just completely egregiously missed. Uh, let us know. Flame us about it. You know, let us know uh, in uh, <laughs> nicely. Yes. In in the various comments areas uh, of some of the performances that we might have left out or some of your favorite live ones. Yeah. So the first category I have. I can't believe you did categories. I feel so unprepared. <laughs> I texted you. I, I know you categories. did. I, 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 did. I already did. I'm like, well, what did I even we're say? Stuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> what did I even okay. say to you? 
Oh, I it was the, like the last text I sent you. You don't have to go very far. Oh, okay. Yeah, are we doing certain categories for live performances? And I just said, I don't think so. Just any favorite live performance. I, You clearly had my full attention. <laughs> I was like, all right, well. Okay. All right, fine. All right, I'll do what I do. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here scrambling like, crap, she's prepared. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. So <laughs> I did, um, here, Mike, I'm just going to list off the categories. There are only four, so don't forget. Only four. Much. Only four. Okay, <laughs> great. Okay. So we got TV. General TV. Then we got like award show slash tribute. Um, we got live and we got like sessions. Okay. I know that's whatever. Um, I didn't get too into live, by the way, because I mean, how many times has she done since you've been gone live? How many times has she done Hazel Eyes or so whatever you know there's a lot so it, it was really hard to narrow down like specific tour performances or i didn't really get into like the tour covers considering we already did an episode on that uh-huh so i want to preface with that but anyway i'm gonna start with tv so i have four for tv the first one was one that i think i've we've probably mentioned at least a handful of times is um natural woman from idol mm-hmm. that note that note that whistle note yeah, I you're mean, big. You're big fan of the whistle note. Apparently, I am. I mean, I'm glad that she doesn't do it all the time because then it would just get old after a while. But um, apparently, I love the whistle note, and <laughs> um, I loved the you know her little outfit. I didn't love the fedora, but the the tie. I'm always a fan <laughs> of that, and I feel like I've mentioned that multiple times. Anyway. Um, I'm going to kind of go chronologically because I just have that set up. Again, why am I prepared? I don't know why. <laughs> this, new year, new me. I was going to say, this is a new Pam and I'm not, re- I'm not ready for it. <laughs> uh, um, next, we have a performance from 2007, which um, some of you may remember from our um, fantasy episode that Holly somehow snuck into her bracket. Uh-huh. It was up to, up to the mountain from Idol Gives Back. Yeah. 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 She was um, able to get it in on a technicality because they sold all of the live performances for charity on like iTunes. Yeah. So yeah. She's sneaky. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> one of my favorites and I could be wrong, but I think this might've been the first time we heard it live from her. She ended up doing it a couple times on tour. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that was the first time we heard it and it was killer. Yeah, because really that was, was that was the whole night that the label wanted her to do Never Again, and she was like, I'm not going to be tacky and, and play my hit single, so to speak, on a charity show just to promote my album. Like, I'm going to... I'm going to fit the mood and, and, and that actually, uh, that will end up dovetailing into one of my, uh, my choices for best live performances. Yeah. And she had Jeff Beck playing guitar, which yep. was just iconic. Yeah. So, um, always a good one. Uh, the next, the last two I have for this are a little random. Um, the first one is she performed on Ellen, um, back in 2011 and it was pre stronger. So I'm not even really sure what she was promoting. It's been a while. I think Ellen was doing her show down in Orlando and Kelly did a medley of songs Mm -hmm. and it was a Miss Independent walk away. And since you've been gone and for some reason they did like a brand new arrangement for Miss Independent that I don't think they've done again. I think they only did it that one time and they didn't do the full song, but I recommend you all check it out. She just, it was really drum heavy, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 
No, yeah, I know the I know the performance you're talking about. I don't think she did it again. It was like no, no. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I don't recall that medley going out again. If you haven't heard it, pause the episode, go to YouTube and search Kelly Clarkson, Ellen Medley or something, mm-hmm. and listen to Miss Independent. It's very different. And I would love her to bring that back. I love what she did on the Media Life tour with like Brandon Kelsey, but I would love this version as well. It's really cool. Again, it's probably really rock. That's why I like it. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, and the last one I have, it's not necessarily her best vocal, but and it's also with someone who's a little controversial. Um, but for some reason, I really have always loved the duet she did with Robin Thicke on duets for State of Shock. Oh man, I haven't, I probably haven't even heard this since it aired. It is weirdly like really like sexy, even though again, he's a little controversial. Mm-hmm. So let's pretend it's not Robin Thicke. I think the word you're thinking of is like greasy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh, he, he appears to be damp. <laughs> And yeah. greasy. But yeah, that, that's a nice word. Um, <laughs> that's nice. But I don't know. For some reason, I've always loved this performance. And um, I'm going to have to look this up. I, I legitimately do yeah. not remember because I watched every episode of Duets, but I don't recall this performance. So that's the only one that stands out to me. The only one that I. And hence remember. why um, there was a second season of <laughs> Duets. <laughs> oh, they meant well. Oh, um, no. But yeah, again, yeah. Um, duets was that duets was the weird time in her life where like it was only what like an eight week show and mm-hmm. like half of it she was blonde, half of it she was brunette. <laughs> it was very confusing. If you're ever going back and watching, it, you're like, is this the same show? I'm like, yes, yeah. it is. So that's it for my TV. Okay. I don't know how I should do this. Well, okay. So do you have anything else that's similar to TV? Yes. What's your other TV-ish category? Okay, so that's my, like, award tribute section. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, anyway, so the first one. So organized, it's annoying. Sorry. That's how I feel whenever you, like, we do, like, an album breakdown and you have, like, every single stat. And I'm like, I like this song. <laughs> that's how I feel. Ah, we bring something um, different to the table. Exactly. So number one, again, I've mentioned this before. It's not the best vocal performance by any means, but is by far the most iconic is the VMA performance of Since You've Been Gone. Yes. I'm sorry. It's iconic. It will go down in history. As it is. Yeah. One of I, her best performances. Ever. I, I had that on my list too, um, which is, by the way, growing as we as we speak. I'm thinking more Good. about. So, but I literally just wrote that down like about two minutes ago. I put, oh yeah, Since You've Been Gone VMAs. Uh, so, yeah, that's on my list. Excellent. Um, the next one is 2006. She did um, the Reba Giants tribute for CMT. Mm-hmm. And she did two performances. And they both big, make my list because um, they're both amazing. The first one was when she did Why Haven't I Heard From You. Mm-hmm. And I want to preface that, like, this was before the Two Worlds, Two Voices tour. This is before her, her duet with with Reba for Because of You. This is, even, this, is before, this is before Crossroads, too. Before Crossroads, before she did a, a, before a um, appearance on the sitcom. Mm-hmm. This was, I'm pretty sure, like the very first instance, even though she didn't perform with Reba, it was the very first time Reba was like brought into our lives, Kelly-wise. For me, first time in general. Yeah, and we had known prior to that that she was a big Reba oh, fan. In fact, I think she she did the idol thing. Yeah, they yeah did they do like a surprise duet on idol? Like they surprised her with a duet. 
Yeah. I forgot that's right. about that. No, and that's fine. I mean, look, no one expects you to remember all the way back to 2002. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, yeah. So we, we knew good and well that she was a big Reba fan. You know, they did do the idol thing. Um, but the, we just figured, okay, she's put it out there that she's a Reba fan. That's all it's going to be. We did not know, even at this point, how much Reba and her not only careers, but lives were going to intertwine in the future. Exactly. Um, so she did two performances. They were so good. And like, I, I had heard of Reba at that point. I did not know any music by her. So mm-hmm. this was like a very new, oh, like oh, awareness for me, but I love the music. So why haven't I heard from you? Kelly did solo. So good. Yeah. And um, she did a duet with Martina McBride with does he love you? Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, CMT would re-air like after this aired, CMT re-aired the crap out of this special and I would like I didn't have DVR back then but I would just like go on my little channel guide constantly and just like write down whenever it was on TV <laughs> just so I could watch those performances they're so good yeah they're probably on YouTube I'm sure everything is um so highly recommend that um the next one I have is the when Kelly did the Billboard Music Awards the first year not only the medley, the opener, but I love the whole lot of woman performance that she did. She just seems so happy mm-hmm. and vocally was very much on point. And it was cool that she was able to do it for like a huge audience. Cause obviously like people like, I don't know when you're at one of those award shows, you're usually there to perform like your single, and she yeah. didn't, which I, and I thought, I mean, I know you're a huge supporter of this being a single, Unfortunately, it wasn't, but I think that it was cool that people who normally wouldn't have heard the song were able to hear it. Right. Um, and I think she did a killer job. Um, and I think there was like Demi Lovato was in the audience singing, as was Savannah, which I thought was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Last one I have is kind of going to going back to, to what you said. I was just watching this before we started. I was um, watching the 2018 Kennedy Center Honors where she performed Fancy. And she did like a little speech in the beginning about not only being a friend, but also like being a part of her family and thanking her for being such a great like asset and role model or whatever. Um, She's obviously performed fancy a ton of times, but I thought this was the most recent and her voice has matured so much since like 2007 Crossroads. And again, it was a little bit of a different arrangement. Her, her vocal, her, I don't really know vocal stuff but like her octaves like were a little bit higher up mm-hmm. in the chorus it, it sounded i think it was her best performance of the song ever wow yeah solo i mean i don't know how many times she's done it really solo i guess she's usually always done it with reba or like miranda lambert but um i think it was one of her best performances of this and the audience was going crazy for her like little big town lynn manuel miranda a bunch of politicians who i don't know everyone was like adam lambert like I hadn't watched this in like a year, so I just watched it like a half hour ago, and I was just like, "Damn, people liked her." So, um, yeah, those are that's my list. So, hope you guys enjoy. That's my <laughs> list for those. So we can bring it to Jeremy now, so he can mention some of some of his. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to give away my whole list because, first of all, it's still growing, and I'm still adding yeah. things to it. But I I did kind of put little uh, tick marks next to. Uh, some of the TV stuff uh, you had mentioned that you enjoyed her performance of does he love you with, you said it was uh, Martina McBride that she did the duet with. Yeah. Um, 
I had written down the actual Crossroads version of Does He Love You? And I was sort of going back and forth between Does He Love You and Why Haven't I Heard From You? Uh, both of which are are great songs. I love both songs. I love uh, Does He Love You just because it is a, I mean, Why Haven't I Heard From You is a really good song and it was fun to listen to it during Crossroads. It's not really a duet though. And so it it was fun to hear you know them go back and forth, but Does He Love You is really two women singing to each other. And there was a little bit more power and meaning to it, hearing the two of them sing it to each other. And um, I I just, I I thought it was one of the better vocal performances of the whole evening. I mean, look, there's like 20 some odd songs I did or so for that show. uh, And it was great, but I remember really enjoying the, does he love you? And I do believe they did it on the two worlds, two voices tour, uh, and you know, it was just a, it was a, it was a high point for the evening every night of the tour. So that one definitely was uh, one of the first ones I thought of when I thought of really great live performances. Uh, you had also done sort of a category of TV specials and, and tributes and those sorts of things. Uh, I put down her 2005 performance of Ray LaMontagne's shelter, uh, from the hurricane Katrina benefit. I forgot about that. See, that's 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 good. I like how we're piggyback, piggybacking off each other because that escaped my brain. But that is a fantastic performance. Yeah, and I that was the song that introduced me to Ray LaMontagne, and I've become a huge fan since then, uh, having gone back and gone through his catalog of work and have been you know following him for for pretty much since 2005 now. Uh, but I do remember the story came out that Kelly was sick that day. Uh, she was not at her like vocal best. And again, you know, this was a situation where, you know, many artists would have had the opportunity to promote a, a recent single. She could have maybe found a song from the breakaway album that she could have, or even thankful that would have made sense for the moment. But Instead, this was one of the first instances where we see her go in and find a really great cover that says what she needed to say at that particular moment. And she also brings to light an artist who is not well known at the time and shines a spotlight on them and showcases some of the great music that is also out there for her fans so that maybe her fans can be exposed to some different artists. So I really appreciated uh, her particular uh, cover of this song. And I still think it's uh, even though you you can tell uh, as somebody who has listened to hundreds of hours of her singing, you can tell that her voice is not a hundred percent, but that actually adds to the song. It adds to the moment and it almost makes her sound like she is in that particular mindset that that all of the people that were affected by Hurricane Katrina were in just by the sound of her performance. And so it it really is one of the the, one of the great performances that uh, that she's done. And it's, you know, I believe it's just her and Aben and uh, Jason on on the keyboards so it's very, very low key, but it's all about her voice and it's all about the rawness of her voice that, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to that version of the song or if you maybe never 
uh, heard that version of the song, I, I highly recommend you go and check it out because or, or go back and re-listen to it because the vulnerability and the the strength, even though she's sick in that performance, uh, is really something uh, to behold. And, and I love that cover so much. Uh, and then I'll do, uh, I mean, I've got some other sort of TV appearances, uh, but another one that I will give sort of an honorable mention to is her 2016 performance of Piece by Piece on American Idol. Uh, this is the sort of the moment that people sort of got the song. Um, you know, the the version that we had all known was the little more upbeat version from Piece by Piece. And, you know, people liked the song and it and people were, you know, they were uh, relating to the song. And then she completely flips the song and turns it into more of a heartfelt ballad. You know, I think everybody can even just right now, just mentioning the name of the song, probably the first thing you think of is that shot that they got of Keith Urban tearing up and, um, you know, real yeah. super zoomed in close up on his face. I mean, I think that's sort of the the everlasting moment from that performance. Uh, but it's still, I mean, it was, it was the first time that we had heard her sort of change up that song to the, to the point where they almost immediately took her from the idol set to the studio and recorded the, the idol version of that song. And it was out within a couple of days. Uh, I think that that, you know, that says something about a live performance of a song that it was so moving. It was so good that they had to get it down in the studio and that it needed to be released because they, they realized they had something pretty special when that happened on the air. I can't believe I for just, I didn't forget about the performance. I just, I can't believe I didn't even think of that on my list. So mm-hmm. that's a good catch. But yeah, I remember, I think I was on like, I was on a cruise, I think. Um, I know that sounds super glamorous. It wasn't, I, <laughs> I promise you it wasn't. Um, Pam was in steerage. It was for work, which again sounds oh my god, so cool. No, so it bougie, was like Pam. me and it, no, no, no. It was me sharing a room with someone I didn't really know. And everyone on the cruise was um my parents' age and older. Um so no, it, and I was like twenty that was it whatever. It wasn't whatever. <laughs> my point being is I missed the performance because I was in the middle of the ocean. And I remember I was at the airport, like when I came home and like the performance was out on YouTube and then they were like, surprise, now there's a new piece by piece, like little mini, I think it was like a little like EP or something. Or was it just the one song or did they do a few versions? I Maybe that was after. I mean, because there were remixes that were done, but I don't yeah. think they released them with the idol version that came out. But then like literally like this version came out within like, it was less than a week because I was not on that boat for very long. Yeah. It was like like three or four days and I'm just like, damn, they did a great turnaround time. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, as, as from the radio perspective, I don't know for certain if they were purposely shopping that song to radio or if radio just sort of picked it up. Uh, I don't know, be- because but that's, of the that's the version that got played the most. By far. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think that there were many stations, if hardly any that played the album version. Because even though the the subject matter still the point still gets across in the song, I think that it was just so much more heartfelt in the new version that it made it all the more impactful, and therefore the 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 message was really pushed home uh, 
about the song uh, in the more the piano version. So uh, obviously, you know, radio picked up that song pretty quickly and it, and it became another one of her hits. And again, based off of just one live performance on American Idol, which I mean, she probably had the biggest hit on American Idol that year. And she wasn't even a contestant, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that was the last season of Idol, right? Yeah, that was yeah, that was the final season on Fox. That was the was it Keith Urban? Was Keith. it Jennifer Lopez uh, and Harry Connick Jr.? Is that who it was? Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember all of the uh all the various judges that were there that year. But yeah, so that's uh that's definitely on there uh, on that for me. Um Pam, I'll let you uh, take your next category before I give away uh, any more of mine on my my favorite live performances. Sure. Um, do we need to try to do live or sessions? Um, I'll do sessions. Okay. So I don't have that many here. So I guess the first one is the, probably my favorite session she has ever done. And I don't know if anything will ever top this is the 2004 AOL sessions when breakaway came out. Mm-hmm. She did a couple songs, but two in particular, I still listen to regularly. I watch regularly. It is the performances of Miss Independent. And Hear Me, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure you'll be better at this than me. Some of them ended up on the deluxe slash like UK version of Breakaway, right? Yes. I think it was it was it was it Hear Me? I think um I think Hear Me was one of them and maybe missing yeah, maybe Miss Independent yeah, was the other one, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Something about those vocals, I just it gets me in the feels. Like they're just so damn powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, like really, they're just really intense performances, um, instrumentally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I don't, I forgot what else she did during that session. I, she probably did since you've been gone. I don't remember if she did breakaway or not, but like those two in particular just stand out. Right. Um, the next one I have is really freaking random, really random. And I don't expect many people to know this one off the top of their heads. I don't remember what country it was it. I meant to look it up. It was somewhere, somewhere, I want to say Scandinavia, but I don't remember. She did a radio session in 2005 for a radio station called 3FM. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Netherlands. We're going to go with that, but I'm, sure. yeah, it's Dutch. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Sure. She did an, an acoustic version of Hazel Eyes mm-hmm. that she doesn't do that acoustically very often. And it really kind of showed the emotion. Um, of not like the not only the vocals but of the of the lyrics and luckily it was up on youtube for a while then they took it down someone re-uploaded it like within the last few months so i definitely recommend you guys check it out because it's not one that's like super well known i think she's wearing a red shirt um yeah so it's 3fm behind these hazel eyes acoustic Check it out. Nice. And the last one um, is from the Nashville sessions in 2017. Was the meaning the performance of well, all of them are great, but my favorite is the performance of Meaning of Life. That's what um, I was very I was very surprised that you said that the AOL sessions are better were the superior sessions because I would put the Nashville sessions. I mean, up there. okay, you know what? I they're different. They're very different. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Be- I mean, also the music is so different. I mean, AOL Sessions was just your straight up pop rock stuff, mm-hmm. which again, we know I'm a sucker for. The Nashville Sessions was a lot more soulful. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if it's kind of like apples and oranges. I think they're probably her two best sessions. I will, I will argue with that. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. But yeah, the Meaning of Life performance, um, I don't know. I feel like people either really love the album version or they're like, eh. It's my favorite song on the album, which I feel like it's not, that's not a super common answer, but um, it's one of those songs that has a lot of layers to it instrumentally and with the background vocals and mm-hmm. all the harmonies. And people, I don't know, I don't know if people really realize that. So when you watch the live version, you just hear all the different like with the horns and each background singer having their own part. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say about that. All these are just really good. And I recommend you YouTube them if you haven't watched them or if you haven't seen them in a while. Um, that's my little session section section. I do have one that's also for live and that's my last one, but I don't know if I want to wait for that. Oh, you can wait for that. I can take, I can take a few more. I've got a bunch more. Go ahead. Um, you know, you were talking about how she did the, Either we decided it was a radio show in the Netherlands. Is that where it was? The Hazel Eyes. It wasn't a show. It was just like a radio. Like she just like visited a oh, okay. station. Uh, well, I sort of have something similar on that. There was a uh, there was a music show over in England uh, that I think it God I think it went off the air back in like the mid two thousands, but it was called CD UK. And she did a performance on that show of Walk Away that is still probably my f- one of my favorite performances of that song because that song in particular lends itself to being performed live. Um, it really is just a really great live song. And I remember as you know somebody who collects Kelly songs and especially early on when we didn't have a ton of material. I was clamoring to get any and all performances that I could find. And I remember in uh, 20, was it 2006? Is that what it was? Yeah, 2006. 2006, that's a way to put it. It makes me sound so old when I say it, 2006. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, in 2006, she did a performance of Walk Away that was so good. Uh, on the on the show CD UK and I I still somewhere in the bowels of my computer I still have that MP3 somewhere, uh, but whenever I think of some of my favorite performances of Walk Away, that one is uh, one of the first ones that that comes to mind. Um, another uh, TV performance that I really really love, and again I think this is another one that I have the MP3 somewhere. Uh, but when I think of really great live performances, is her version of the trouble with love is that she did on Ryan Seacrest's short-lived TV show on air with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, She did that back in 2004. And the only reason why I'm absolutely certain it was 2004 is because that show only lasted the year 2004. Uh, It was gone just as quickly as it came on. Uh, But she did a really, really great live performance of the trouble with love is where the vocals on that are so crazy powerful i mean she does some notes at the end of that performance that just continue to blow me away today um i would be very interested to see if she could still do those notes and it's weird to even say that out loud about about her because she pretty much can do just about any note but we do know that there are some songs where she reins it in a little bit and can't do necessarily the notes that she did on the 
on the original recording. But uh, this version of Trouble with Love is is just so good. And then and my favorite part of it, and I do believe this is this version, is at the end of it, she hits this insane note, and then she laughs into the microphone and it's like, thank you. Like with the, the smallest, like cutest, like mousiest of voice, like, thank you. Like, like no big deal. Um, it, it just, it shows me just how powerful her vocals have been. Even, you know, when you go back to the early parts of her career where she could really, really wail and I, I mean, that's, that version is, uh, is definitely one of them. Um, I will uh, just give again, another mention that I also had written down the, uh, since you've been gone from the VMAs. Uh, I think that that is a, a fantastic one. And I think I've got one more from a TV show here. Uh, and I'm, I'm putting in sort of, I mean, I don't know if I would include this in, in all time favorites just because I, again, I still have such an affinity for, for this song and in, in this version of the song, but I'm giving an honorable mention for her idol version of stuff like that there, just because I thought it was such a great song and it was so unexpected from her, uh, even though it was big band night. So, I mean, you, everybody was singing songs like that that night, but it was just something so great. And I still, I get a big smile on my face whenever I hear that particular performance of that song. So I wanted to make sure that I added that um, a couple more that I have here on my list, uh, just songs that I've thought of that were really, really great live performances. And this sort of goes to my liking of this particular song as much as I do. Uh, January, 2012, she was doing the, uh, that would have been, would that have been the piece by piece tour? No, stronger, stronger tour. Yeah. Uh, and she covered Coldplay's fix you. And she did it in Albany, New York, and it was so good. I mean, that song in and of itself is a really, really good song, but her version was really, really stellar. And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, this was one of the MP3s that she sent out. There was a, there was a period of time where we got, it was the Kelly Clarkson Live MP3s where every week we would get three or four new songs that you could download for free. And I do believe that fix you was one of them. I think, cause that's where I initially heard it. I think I heard it on a, like a legit, like cell phone bootleg. And then it later came out, um, like back in 2012 when that, when she performed the song and then like several years later when they did, uh, the live sessions that they, they put out, uh, over email, uh, I, this is when we got the sort of the, the, soundboard quality edit of this song. It's just, it's, it's a fantastic performance. And I, and again, I love the song so much. I, I don't even, I mean, this, this song should have been in my list of favorite covers, but I don't know how I forgot about it or missed it, but I'm glad that I'm able to, uh, to bring it out here. And then, um, I have two more here on my list. I loved the back and forth of never enough. And it's quiet uptown. Yes. The, the combination of those two songs performed on tour, uh, I know they're two different songs. They're from two entirely different uh, genres and, you know, one's from a Broadway show, one's from a movie. But the combination of those two songs put together uh, in the latter part of that tour uh, or that show on that tour were just so good. And it, and they were I mean, going into that show, I knew they were coming 
but it was the moment that I was looking forward to the most in the show, just because both of those songs are so difficult to perform vocally that, you know, she's one of the few people on the planet that can do both of those songs and do them as well as she did. Uh, so I don't have a particular one show that I loved of this performance, uh, but these two songs back to back, forget about it. I mean, you know, if you weren't sold on the show being incredible, once you got to those two songs, especially, I mean, especially never enough. I mean, what an incredibly difficult song to sing and she nails it each and every time. So um, I definitely want to give, uh, give that a spot on my list. And then I've got one more here, uh, which I think I will save because I've, I've talked a lot here. So Pam, I want you to give right. your, your last uh, submissions and then I'll put my last one in. Sure. I just going back to your Ryan Seacrest one. Was that the performance that one of, one of the ones that was uh quote Congressman Clarkson? Um, it, I think that was a Rob's PowerPoint. Is she was wearing I, the white shirt? She is wearing the white shirt. She doesn't have a blazer on, which I know that. I mean, <laughs> Congressman Clarkson is like the the pantsuit like blazer look, but I mean she she does look very like dressy for you know for what the moment was yeah rob tweet us and let us know if that was on your on your powerpoint because i'm pretty sure it was but i could be making that up (laughs) um (laughs) anyway so as as far as like the covers go i had a i had i was kind of in your boat as well with like oh honorable mentions that i should have mentioned in the the episode but i'm like you know what if we do a part two with the covers which i feel like we might probably very good chance yeah i might i might save it for that but anyway for live, I have th- uh, these are my last performances that I can think of. I have three, three of them. Um, the first one is not a particular show, but when her and Reba did the um, the intro to their Two Worlds, Two Voices, they did a cover of "Sweet Dreams" by the Eurythmics. Yes, and they did such a good job. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's always a song I had. She covered this before. I I don't know off the top of my head, but I could imagine that she had. Ugh, I'm a bad fan. I don't can't remember. <laughs> I feel like I want to like open up the like spreadsheet we have or whatever. Yeah. Um as I'm talking, I'm doing this. But anyway, it was just one of those songs that like I'd always wanted her to perform and she did. And even though it wasn't like the full song, um, it still like totally did justice. Ugh, I can't find the tweet anymore. Whatever. All right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, anyway, and the live other two show were, prep, yes, we love it, guys. Well, that's actually what I thought of just when we were talking about Reba just before. I'm like, oh, I really like that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I have two more. The first one is um, so back in 2011 when Stronger came out, she did a couple of shows around the world. I think like two or three shows around the world where they were like very small intimate venues Mm -hmm. and announced very last minute and you kind of just had to show up and hope you got in um the first one was um in well i don't know what which chronologically they happened but the first one i'm mentioning was in london at the borderline and she basically what had happened was like earlier that day i think she was like pouring herself like tea and she like spilled the hot water on her hand and she burned her hand really badly Mm -hmm. so when you look at all the videos from that show she her one of her hands is completely bandaged up 
that's not really relevant to the story. But if you're ever wondering why you're, <laughs> if you're watching a performance from that, that show, it's what, that's why. Anyway, it was a completely free show. People found out like, I think it was like a couple hours beforehand. And they, it was like kind of like a little scavenger hunt sort of thing, I think. And, um, they like lined up and it was a very small crowd and you were, they were, people were very close to her. Like it was a very, it's, it's a club. Mm-hmm. So I would have killed to be there. That would have oh, been sure. such a cool vibe to see her like in a club like that um, with like no barricade. Anyway, so the performance that I love is she performed Gone, which at first I love that song. And I don't even know if I've, if I've ever seen it live, but she forgot most of the words. So what does she do? <laughs> she had the crowd basically sing it, but like she had like the closest fan sing it into the mic. <laughs> and I just thought that's like the coolest experience ever. And even though it's like not, it's, she's barely even singing it. Um, I thought it was such a cool performance. And shout out to whoever, wh- whichever fans were part of that. Um, that's a great moment for you, and I'm very happy for you. That's pretty much what I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, if you're um, sitting that close and she's putting a mic in your face and helping you or having you help her get through a song, that's basically a duet credit. I don't care. Put that on <laughs> your really resume, is. man. Duetted with Kelly Clarkson on Gone. Do it. It's pretty damn awesome. And You've it's on YouTube it. forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my last one is a interesting um, performance. It's, I don't know if it's still the case, but for years, when you would type in her name on YouTube, this was one of the first songs to come up in the search results or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who are not pop fans. They're not Kelly fans who have seen this performance and are like, holy crap, I get it. She's great. And it's that same year, 2011, when she did a similar type of show in, in LA at the Troubadour. She did a, it was kind of a fan request, this certain song. People, fans got to vote and it was her performance of Sober. I hate you so much. Strict- this, this was my last was one it? too. No! Okay, no, let's, wait, wait, let's, let's talk, let's about, talk it. about it. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's really funny. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just her singing Ava guitar and her vocals are just, I mean, she performed it live plenty, you know, 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, but like this performance was a little bit different. It was completely stripped down and I think her vocals were better th- in 2011 than they were in 2007. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You can add to it. I don't really have much else to say. Well, and it's it's like you said with that other show, uh, you know, it's a small club show. If you've ever been to the Troubadour, it's a, I mean, first of all, it's a famous rock and roll club. I mean, some of the most uh, iconic artists more or less got their big break or, or were discovered or, you know, played the Troubadour. And it is a small club, maybe fits a, a, a thousand or two at best. And I don't even think it's that many. Yeah, it may not less. even be that many. It's it's probably less than that. I know. I've I've never been. I've I I have read so much and heard so much about the Troubadour that I feel like I've been yeah. there, but I I haven't. I think it's a couple hundred. And anyway, that's not the point. But yeah, but but it's like you said. You know, the opportunity to see, in my opinion, an arena caliber artist in a small club venue like that. I mean, that's the dream of any fan of any group. Uh, you name it, you know, it would be incredible to see an artist like that in a very, very small venue. And it it just makes it all the more powerful, especially when they 
when they put on a really emotional and strong performance of a song like Sober, which is already an emotional song. But there was just something in the air that night. There was some some magic in in the music and there was something in the arrangement. Everything just worked perfectly. And it like you said, you know, it's one of the first results when you search for her on Google and and probably for good reason, because this song sort of quietly made its way around and was being shared on social media, because I think I remember when this video came out, I got tagged in it probably half a dozen times because I'm one of those people who has friends who whenever something Kelly related happens, I get tagged in it. They're like, oh, did you see this? And it's usually about three weeks after I've already heard about it. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm trying to be polite. But I remember getting tagged in this video probably more than anything because so many people were seeing it. And I even had a couple of friends who were like, what album is this on? I need to get this song. And so I had to put them on to, to my December. And so, yes, I mean, I think this best live performance ever I don't know, but it's up there. Candidate for absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have that iconic status like an American idol piece by piece or since you've been gone VMAs, but it's, it's sort of like the album, my December and sort of like the song sober where it's sort of the little performance that could you know, there's a lot of people out there who really, really like it, but it's not on the same level as a Since You've Been Gone or a Piece by Piece. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very deserving of being considered one of her better live performances. Uh, and again, you know, we would love to hear, you know, what you think is. Is that sober version one of the best live performances of Kelly's? Um, I would I would venture to say that it may very well be the best performance of that song. Full stop. I agree, and yeah. it's it's interesting because you mentioned the VMA performance and the Idol performance. Those were obviously on TV. Those were mm-hmm. broadcasted for millions, and you know, people maybe who were watching the VMAs or were watching Idol weren't maybe watching for Kelly, but saw it and loved it. And I think what's special about the sober performance is that. It's just a YouTube upload. That's all it was. It wasn't broadcasted anywhere to my knowledge, I don't think. No. Um, it was made for YouTube. So people who found it, a lot of it was just either they stumbled upon it or they found it via sharing. And it's still, I mean, I wouldn't say it went crazy viral, but like for a non-single, for a live performance of a non-single to get pr- pretty circulated, that's a pretty big deal. And it's a song that was four years old at the time. Yeah. So that's it's it's a pretty big deal. I mean, I don't think people realize it. I don't even know how many views it has. I should probably look that up right now. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually looking it up right now. As of the as of the time that we are recording this, it has two point six million views. And it's a it's a nine year old video. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe isn't like. A ton, but doesn't, yeah, doesn't like the world on fire, but still, um, and it's it's funny because I, I would argue that even though sober was technically a single from my December, uh, you know, it got 
next to no airplay, very little love from radio. And so I would almost say that, you know, we can consider it a non-single, you know, it didn't get included on the greatest hits album. Um, and if you, if, if, if you ask her, she would probably be like, that wasn't a single. I bet you she would say that. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But she also <laughs> recognizes and, and admits that it is a fan favorite. She, she knows it is. And I think that that's one of the reasons maybe why this particular version is so beloved because it is such a powerful performance and it is such a good performance and it is such a, um, what I'm trying it's, I can't even find the words for, for this particular performance. There's just something about it that makes it stand out. It is. It's very, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I was looking for a raw, like it is so very raw that, and, and if you watch the video, it looks so effortless, which is something, you know, several of these songs that we have talked about today are on YouTube and you can easily find them. And so many of them do look so effortless when she does them that you're just like, man, you know, if she was like really doing the whole like raw, give it your all, like what could we possibly be in for? Um, if she put that towards a performance, um, not to say that she doesn't give her all, but it just looks so effortless when she does this. You know, what is a song that she actually has to like really try hard to sing? What does that look like? You know, what song is that? So, yeah, now now I'm sitting here. I'm literally watching like I have the video on obviously, oh, nice. obviously silently, but um, yeah. you know, I'm just watching it. And it I mean, it does. It just looks like one of those songs that just is is takes nothing for her to sing and i'm so jealous of all these people who were at the troubadour that night to see this performance because my god that would have been that would have been life-changing you know know. and when i know we do know people who were at that show and it's just how lucky were you you know to say that you were there you know i've I've had a couple of those shows that i've been to where something really interesting or cool happened and i can say to myself man how cool is it that i was there but that's, I mean, that show in and of itself is a, how cool was that? Exactly. Cause like back in t- 2009, um, when she did a, she did a similar type of performance in New York. Um, it was like an iHeartRadio show, but it ended up being a full set and it was like a 200 person venue. So it was the same kind of caliber, but I feel like it didn't have the same, energy that mm-hmm. the troubadour or even the the borderline had because it was a little more corporate you know it was yeah it wasn't just fans it was just you know it was just like radio winners or what you know it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's different when it's like a fan dedicated show if that makes yeah. any sense yeah and the troubadour was definitely i mean you know it was one of those small club shows that the real true hardcore fans are going to go out and see her not just the uh, the people who have since they since you've been gone on their running mix, you know, exactly, exactly. All right. So have we done it, Pam? Have we have we given our 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 favorites of the live songs? I think so. I hope I'm not forgetting anything super obvious. Now, but... you might be you might be asking yourself, you know, there was nothing about the Kelly Clarkson show uh, performances on here. And I think that we sort of intentionally left those off because they are certainly very great live performances each and every time. Uh, But 
they are, I mean, I would call them a little more polished, you know, for those of us who have seen either in person or a virtual taping of the show, you know that like if she screws up, she stops and they redo it and they start over again. Uh, It happened in in my taping. And so, uh, you know, those, they, they work to perfection because they want to get it right for camera. Um, You know, all of these performances for the most part are, you know, one and dones. Uh, They were, you know, I mean, obviously they were rehearsed, but uh, they were not as polished as they necessarily would be for the Kelly Clarkson show. And so we sort of intentionally left them off of uh, that whole area off the list. And we'll definitely, you know, at some point we're going to go back to Kelly Oki stuff because there's so much content coming in there. And there's been so many good ones, even just since the last time we talked about like the covers, just from that moment to today in early 2021, there have been so many really, really good. In fact, she's I mean, she's on a new plane when it comes to the Kelly Oki covers, I mean, they continue to get better and better. And I, I think they're getting more and more traction, more and more people are seeing them. And I mean, good grief. If the today show Twitter account doesn't tweet one out at least once a week, I mean, someone's asleep <laughs> at the wheel, yep. but again, that's what you get from nothing but Clarkson. So. Yeah. So nothing but Clarkson and also Hoda's BFF. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's why I was saying we should definitely do another at some point, like another cover episode, because there are so many new ones coming out and there's so many we didn't even mention because mm-hmm. for time's sake. Well, and so I don't that's even, something we should keep in mind. I don't even think in the covers episode, I don't even think I mentioned or and I don't think you mentioned uh, the shelter cover. No, I yeah. didn't even think of it. Yeah. Don't even think we even mentioned it in there. And here it is on my list of my favorite live performances, which if it was a favorite live performance, you would think that it would be a favorite cover uh, and it absolutely would be. But, you know, when you're talking about an artist who has 18 years of material and, you know, for every one song that she has recorded of her own in the studio, she's got about four covers of something different. Uh, there's, there's a lot of material there. So we're, we're going to be continually unearthing things that we've forgotten about because she certainly, you know, has more covers than, uh, than she can probably even remember. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to do another covers episode at some point in 2021. And, uh, we certainly hope that you will be back next week for another new episode of missing the podcast. Of course, don't forget, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Miss Into Podcast. Uh, make sure if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts that you rate and subscribe and leave a review because the more you do that and the more the reviews go, then uh, the uh, more people can hear and, and get exposed to the podcast. So please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts as well as uh, your favorite podcast platform. And uh, we'll be back next week with another brand new episode. Sounds good. All right. See you guys later. Bye. By the way, Pam, don't forget to change your cat calendar behind you there. It still says December. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get a new one. I know. I guess I'm waiting for like the hat half off sale. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com.